Hello and welcome to another edition of the Turd Ferguson Report. I am your host, Art Mosley, the host of our Conversations with Coaches segment. Today we go over to East Cobb to talk to Coach Tome, the head coach of the Lassiter Trojans, the new head coach of the Lassiter Trojans. Coach Tome, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Coach, my pleasure. Coach, this is your first season over at Lassiter. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your history, where'd you get your start, uh, why'd you get into coaching, um, and, and maybe what bought you to Lassiter this season? Yeah, yes, sir. Um, so I guess I got my start. I was a, a GA at Faulkner University. Um, that's where I, I played football there. I was a middle linebacker. And my senior year kind of got cut short. I had one more year of eligibility, but came off my second shoulder surgery. So I was blessed enough to uh, join the staff at Faulkner as a graduate assistant on the defensive side of the ball. Um, went to college with my wife, so uh, we knew that she was going to move back to Georgia. And so when I proposed, I, I had started looking at kind of high schools in Georgia and uh, made my way up for a year after GAN. I was up in Dalton, Georgia for a year. Um, came down to Cobb County and was a defense coordinator for two. Um, got my first head coaching job at uh, McCormick High School in uh, McCormick, South Carolina, and then spent three years as a – I'm sorry, two years as a defense coordinator um, back in Georgia before I got uh, a head coaching job up at Mayville State University, which is an NAI football program, members of the North Star Conference. Um, and that led me to uh, Lasser. So kind of, you know, chose Lasser. I, I look at it as they really chose me. It was something that, you know, wanted to, wanted to get my wife a little closer, her being born and raised here in Cobb County. She's a McEachern grad. And so when the job came open, uh, you know, I knew a lot about Lasser, about East Cobb and really Cobb County as a whole. And so I'm uh, am blessed to obviously be at Lasser High School. Um, you know, why – why I chose coaching, I, I think it's like many people. I, I obviously love the game and have an extreme passion for the game of football. It's something that um, I guess I was not done with it. People always say football is done with you before you're done with it. So, um, you know, I've, I've been blessed to be able to get into this profession. And, you know, as you get older, you, you realize, I think, why, um, the why behind what you do a lot more. And I think it's, it's obviously for me about the relationships, you know, what I get to do on a daily basis, you know, interacting with, with my boys daily, whether it's in the weight room on the practice film or on the practice field or in the meeting room watching film. So just love what I do. And, and, you know, I've had so many great coaches um, that, that have influenced me and especially from, from Faulkner, my, my linebackers coach, Dean Briggs was a, uh, a huge influence on me, uh, someone that was extremely hard on me, but I, I think helped me become uh, a very successful football player. And then our defense coordinator, Dwayne McWhorter, guys that, you know, I still stay in touch with. They've been doing it for over 30 years, and I know I can always uh, lean on them or give them a phone call and bounce ideas off of them. And, you know, it's just, it's, a, it's a very rewarding profession, no matter uh, what people say. It's It's all about the kids and uh, like I said, the relationships are something that get better, it seems, as time goes on. 
Coach Tom, you're Tom, excuse me. I'm going to, I'm going to get that right as well at some point, coach, coach Tom, what, right. what are some of your expectations for, for the Trojans in year one? And what are you looking forward to most this season? Yeah, I, I think, you know, expectations, um, I tell people all the time, you know, everyone asks what your goals are and, and stuff like that. I think as a football coach, we all have the same goals. You know, we, we want to make it to that 11th week. Um, you know, we want to get in the tournament. Um, it, it's something that I, I think our kids know, uh, if you call it an expectation per se, I think for us, it's a milestone. It's something that each week we're, we're setting kind of those milestones that, until we accomplish one, we're not going to move on to the other. Um, I think that helps us kind of stay in the moment. Uh, it helps our kids realize that this thing is a journey. It's a process and you got to attack it daily so that you can move on to, to bigger and better things. But outside of that, a big expectation of mine is just really changing the culture. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to create a, a culture of contagious energy, you know, uh, of extreme commitment. You know, we want guys to, to love on each other. It's all about team building. So I think culture from the ground up, how we do things in the weight room, how we practice, how we watch film, really how we approach every day um, is, is my expectation is trying to get the most out of each and every kid. I think uh, I'm a firm believer, you know, every kid has a role on a football team and it's not always those 11 guys on offense or the 11 on defense. Um, I think when you get each kid to realize they have a, uh, a very important role, um, you can really flip the culture. And so that's something that we're trying to do. And, I, you know, what I'm looking forward to, I just I, I miss Friday nights. You know, Friday nights in Georgia are something special. Uh, you know, I, I know telling people, I, I tell them all the time, when we were traveling up in Mayville on a bus for 12 and 13 hours on that Friday night before a Saturday game. Uh, my, my kids used to huddle around me and, you know, they couldn't imagine, they just couldn't believe that we were live streaming and I'm watching high school games in Georgia, I'm coaching buddies. <laughs> and I think that it really, it speaks volumes. You go around the country, I know there's, there's a couple states that could probably say it, but, you know, Friday nights in Georgia are just uh, phenomenal. So I, I'm really looking forward to August 16th when we kick off that scrimmage because even though it's a scrimmage, it, it's going to feel like week one for everybody. Coach, you mentioned changing the culture at Lassiter in year one. Is that the biggest challenge for you and your staff, or is there uh, another or something else that you guys uh, coming into this season say, man, this is something we really got to work on here? Yeah, no, I, I think just broad, broad stroke items. You know, uh, a our, our our schedule is going to be extremely tough, um, and and I think that's a a huge challenge, but a great opportunity. You know, I think that's what you want, and and when you're a coach, you want to. You want to know that you're going in with a great challenge, but then, you know, when you're able to hopefully overcome it, it it's such a great reward. And so I think the schedule is, is the big one there. You know, I've been reached out to by a couple of our local contacts and that, you know, they said we have one of the toughest schedules in 7A with all these playoff teams. And so that's a big challenge. But then I just think uh, a challenge that we're trying to put on our kids daily is just creating a, a culture of, of adversity. You know, I, I think that's something we try to talk to them is Friday nights, we think they, they all go to plan, but at, at some point they it goes away. And, and so we're trying to always present adversity in our guys' lives, especially on the football field. And, and I think how we handle and respond to that adversity um, is going to be a big challenge for us. So I think, you know, we just got done today with a, a little inter-squad scrimmage and 
you know, every situation that we're trying to rep presents its own little adversity. And so whether it's me being a defensive guy and I got to flush, flush the toilet on that play because I got burned or I missed the tackle, I think, you know, that's what we're, we're trying to overcome is just become mentally tough. And, and like I said, you mentioned and I mentioned the culture. Um, I think all that goes into it. So it's something daily that, uh, you know, we're trying to mold and kind of chisel away and, put one step in front of the other and, and hopefully overcome it. Coach, let's talk a little bit about the uh, your team. Uh, who are some of the players, uh, whether on offense or defense, some of the guys that uh, stand out on the field or have stood out to you uh, over the spring and the summer and coming into to fall camp? Who are some of those guys? And, um, and, and tell us what makes them special. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I feel like I could, I could go on and on. Uh, first and foremost, you know, I, I think we've got some seniors that have, have done a phenomenal job. Um, you know, I think that's always a challenge when you're, you're new. Um, you, you look at this senior class, they've been through so much and now they're, they're dropped with a new coach for, for their last year. So, uh, you know, they, they have just gone in stride with me and, uh, I think the communication's phenomenal. But first and foremost, I think Jack Ferguson, um, is, is going to be a heck of a, a football player for us. Great kid. Um, you know, he's high academics, great leadership. Um, he's one of those kids that last year, all region, you know, all over the field when you watch the tape. And for us, he's a kid that we're going to expect a lot out of both offensively and defensively. Um, something we're going to do is, you know, we're going to try to get the ball in our, our best athlete's hands. And so if that means putting them on the offensive side when they're primarily a defensive guy, we're going to do that. Um, you know, another one is, is a guy by the name of Matt Warkin, another senior. He's been the center, kind of the glue for that old line. Uh, been through so much. And, again, high academic kid, great leader, great personality. Uh, I think he really – he makes practices fun for those guys. And I think sometimes as, as old linemen, you know, practice can kind of drag on. And, uh, you know, they, they get the brunt of the physicality. And so I think Matty has done a, a great job. Um, and then defensively, you know, we have many, but one of them being Sam Carter. Um, he's a junior, uh, defensive back, you know, a kid that, and, and I can say this about a lot of the kids, but 100% attendance in the summer, um, you know, just a grinder, shows up to work every single day, does his job. Um, you know, he, he speaks up, he's a little bit vocal. And so, you know, really looking forward to, all the guys, but especially those three for, for their contributions that, that we think they can have for us this upcoming season. Coach, have there been any players on your team that have surprised you coming into fall outside of Jack, Matt, and Sam? Uh, any of the younger guys perhaps that could be headed for a big season? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. We, uh, we've got a couple of them. I, I think, you know, our quarterbacks have, have surprised me. We still haven't really singled in on one, but uh, we've got a, a tight – I'd, I'd call it right now three-way race between uh, Mitch Storm, a senior, Cam Campbell, a junior, and Braden Lynn, a junior. I think they they all uh, have their own strengths, you know, and so we're trying to kind of fit the pieces of the puzzle together to see who uh, gives us the best opportunity. Um, but they have, have all done a tremendous job. We've thrown a lot of adversity their way, whether it's, uh, you know, team pass under pressure segments or – kind of flipping the script and doing some things to uh, get them thinking on their toes. So very, very pleased with their performance. And then we have a, uh, a rising sophomore that I think is going to be really good. Uh, he's a running back, Shy Valencia. 
um, has done a tremendous job. I, I, the way he's ran the ball all through spring into the summer, um, his, his work ethic daily, I think he's a, he's a downhill guy that, that is an extremely strong runner, has a, a great lower body strength to him. And so really excited to, to see what he can do, not only for this year, but obviously for the next three years for us. Coach, uh, a lot of times people forget that these these young men are, are not just football players, but they're also uh, uh, students and student athletes. Tell us about some of the student athletes you have on your team who are high performers either in the community or in the classroom. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You know, and, and some of them may be guys I've already mentioned, but, you know, Jack Jack Ferguson, you know, is a kid. He's, he's a 3.7 GPA. You know, he's gone on a couple mission trips and – Obviously, that's stuff off the field that a lot of times doesn't get doesn't get talked about. But um, I think it speaks volumes to you know his character and kind of his makeup. Um, another one would be Andrew Warshall, uh, big receiver, senior receiver, also a baseball player. You know, it took me the longest I found out this summer he has our highest GPA. I think he's a he's a one of the higher ones, a four point three GPA. So I mean. Extremely smart in the classroom, and, and I'll be honest, we're blessed, I think, at Lasseter. Um, we have some kids that um, they they just score extremely well. They, they handle their business in the classroom, and I think that's obviously expectations put on by us coaches, but more than anything, I think it speaks volumes to their families. They, they all uh, have, have really strong family support, and they know that academics is ultimately their future. Um, and, you know, a couple others, I, I got an email the other day about some kids being added to the Wall of Fame because they, they made so high on their ACT or SAT. You know, an old lineman, Carter Phillips, scored out of this world. Um, you know, Maddie Warkin, I, I know I've mentioned him again, but we just we have so many that they do such a phenomenal job in the classroom. You know, we we try to work hand in hand with uh, Mr. Lutzen Kirkin. You know, uh, mm-hmm. obviously a lot of people know. Phillips story and you know we just had a race uh this Saturday that he hosts uh at Lasseter and you know I I told the kids today it it was extremely just gratifying to see those guys out there in their jerseys we had some kids who ran the race to show their support um we had other kids who were at water stations you know I, I think these kids really understand that service um should be at the forefront of their lives and so I it's like I said it's a blessing to be able to come to work every single day at a place where uh, these kids' priorities are are definitely in line. On the phone with Coach Sean Tone, the head coach of the Lassiter Trojans. Coach, I know this is your first season, but there are any are there any games circled on your schedule? Any rivalry games you're looking forward to, or or you take it as the old cliche says, one game at a time? Yeah. You know, for, for me, um, it, it really is. It, it's, uh, I know it's cliche, like you said, but, you know, I'm going to try to approach each game um, like, you know, for me, like it's my last and, and put everything into it so that we can hopefully give these kids the best chance to win. But, you know, for I know for our kids, speaking on their behalf, um, you know, Pope's going to be a big one just because it, it, it's a, a cross-town rival um, Kel's going to be a big one, you know, them being three miles away from us. And I think we have them back to back weeks. Um, and then our, our region games, you know, we're, we're, uh, in there with Walton, which is another school that's, that's right by us. Um, and, and a lot of people I've heard the Walton 
uh, Lasseter rivalry, it dates back. I mean, you know, I was watching some film the other day, the 2000, I believe, 11 uh, semifinal game, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously was just a slobber knocker. So, you know, I'm I'm excited for every game, but, you know, I know our kids, they're – they're going to be able to, to get up for, for a lot of those robberies. And I know the school the school will do their part, and, you know, you'll have pep rallies and, and all the other outside influences. But uh, just really excited. You know, that's, that's the thing we love about football. It's, it's not like any other sport where you play two or three games, you know, hey, we're playing on a Tuesday and on a Thursday. You, you get six days to prepare, baby, and you got to be ready to go and then – Win or lose, you know, you, you got to get ready again for in six days for another one. So, again, really looking forward to it. Coach, we're going to switch gears and talk about you again for, for the next couple questions here. What's What's the, been your favorite, greatest, or, or best coaching memory? Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, you know, there's I, I think so, so much of it, um, I guess my greatest memories really it revolves around the players um, being around them and you know some of the stories you get to tell years from now of, of the things that we did together and you know the times you had to jump on them because they were kids and they acted a little little crazy but uh, you know for me I, I think uh, my first college win uh, we played the College of Saint Scholastica out of Minnesota and you know, for me to, to be at the college level, get that win, and, and really to see the way the guys celebrated it, um, you know, it, it was overcoming so much adversity, and we had some stuff going on within our team, and one of our players who had just lost a brother, and, you know, that that's probably one of the greatest ones for me, and then really just, you know, all the road trips that we got to take, it, it was something really special. I mean, you know, you always say as a coach, um, I, I don't only have my kids, but then every kid you coach kind of becomes a kid of your own. And it really is true. I mean, you know, when you're on a, you're on a bus with some of those guys for 10 to 15 hours, um, you know, those memories that they're, they're definitely going to last a lifetime. And so that, that would probably be it for me. Coach Tome, if you weren't coaching and teaching, what career would you have chosen? Yeah, um, you know, I, I feel like I, I – <laughs> this may sound weird. I feel like I could have done a lot of things. But, uh, you know, for me, uh, the armed forces are something that's kind of ingrained in in my DNA. Uh, my father, you know, served for 30 years. Uh, on my mother's side, I think every every male and even some of the females were, were members of the armed forces. So I really think that – you know, if, if coaching is not what I was called to do, I really think it'd probably be joining the military. Um, you know, it's something that's important to me. Um, you know, I've always had that desire and that itch at times to try to join special forces, just to part of it to see if, if I could, uh, cut it. But at the same time, uh, you know, I, I know what those, those men and women do on a daily basis. And I have such great respect that I'm able to do what I love because of some of their sacrifices. So I think that is uh, probably the career path that, that I would have potentially chosen. Once again, we're on the phone with Coach Sean Tome, the head coach of the Lassiter Trojans. Coach, once you're finished coaching, what do you want your legacy to be? Oh, boy. Uh, um, yeah, I – I think the biggest thing is I, I want people to remember 
you know, remember me for the type of type of role model I was, the type of guy I was, you know, uh, hopefully a great leader, um, someone who was a great motivator, um, you know, somebody who had a tremendous amount of passion and I guess just, you know, a, a guy that, that left a lasting impact on those that I coached. Um, you know, I, I know that all of us have dreams and, you know, I, I know as a coach and even when I was a player, you know, you want to win the big one. You know, you want to be the guy that's, that's credited with five, six, seven state championships to your name. But I think in, in the long run, the old adage, you know, one day, good Lord willing, when I make it to the pearly gates, I, I don't know if Jesus is going to ask me or, or he's going to talk to me about the games that we won. I think it's going to be, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it may be cliche, but you know, did, did I treat the kids right? Did I love on them? Uh, did I coach them hard? Did I discipline them? Did I teach them? And, you know, hopefully people just remember me as uh, even though I'm a, like, and I'll tell you, I'm a yeller. Um, I'm red in the face, you know, try to get people fired up. But at the same time, I think I do a good job of, of really trying to build relationships with kids, get them to understand it's not always about football. It's about the things outside of it. So if I can have that type of impact where, they remember me for that. I think everything else kind of falls in line. That that's great perspective, Coach. Uh, appreciate you sharing that, Coach. Yeah. We've we've got one more question. It's a uh, I like to call it a softball, and here's a chance to plug maybe uh, somebody uh, one of your spon- one of your team sponsors here. But uh, if someone's headed over to East Cobb to watch the Trojans play this season, where is the best place to get a pregame meal? Man. You know, you, you say it's a softball, I may strike out. Um, I, I'll be honest, we, uh, uh, we've, we've had one pregame meal so far. It was for a spring game um, for an Italian restaurant. Now, I'm not going to lie, I, the name has completely slipped me. Um, but some, you know, some of the ones that have helped us, and, and I guess that I love, I think Texas Roadhouse um, is, is tough to beat. We actually just had a little deal where they – they help cater for us, and I know they do a lot for us. Um, and then I'm, I'm going to have to put a plug in because I love them so much. I don't want to say it's maybe the best pregame meal, but you can't go wrong with Chick-fil-A. I think for uh, for what they stand for and, and as an organization, but then I know for what they do for us as a uh, as an organization, it, it's phenomenal. So there's a lot of – definitely uh, you're not short on places, good places to eat around East Cobb. Coach Tome, thank you so much for your time uh, today. We wish you and the Lasseter Trojans uh, the best of luck. The, the Trojans will get their season. You guys kick off. Uh, you got two away games, but your first home game will be uh, the uh, Friday, September 6th, as you guys host Kel. So uh, certainly wishing you the best of luck this season. Yes, sir. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having us on, and, and thank you for what you do. I think it's phenomenal. Once again, thank you to head coach Sean Tome, the head coach of the Lasseter Trojans. The Trojans will get their season kicked off on Friday, August 23rd, the regular season, excuse me, at Harrison. And then they played that rivalry game against Pope at Pope on August 30th. The Trojans play in Region 4, Class 7A. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of the Turd Ferguson Report and our conversations with coaches. That's going to do it for us today. Don't forget, you can find us on the web at turdferguson.com. That's T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N.com. 
or on Twitter at TurdFergusonRPT, T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N-R-P-T. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you comment in our comment section or leave us a message on Twitter. Make it a great day, everybody. 